everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. In this DevOps Chat episode, I'm joined by an old friend of mine, Tim Woods from Fire, FireMon. Tim, welcome. Thank you, Alan. Happy to be here today. Excellent. So, Tim, uh, you know, is that a Cowboys hat I see you wearing today? <laughs> You know, it's kind of in my blood, uh, Alan. I don't have a choice. I was born and born and raised in Texas, so you know, I I kind of I, I kind of have to wear the colors whether I want to or not. But uh, no, I'm a I'm a true blue, good or bad, rain or shine, cowboy fan. That must not go over very big in KC. Not always. <laughs> no. And for those who don't know, just a little insight: Jim Fireman, of course, is based in, in Kansas City. Um, and the, the, I've known the Fireman team for years, and happen to know there's a lot of Red and true Chiefs fans out there at Firemark. Yes, there is. Um, all right. So, Tim, we, we've kind of already mentioned you worked at, you worked at Firemon. You're with Firemon. You've been at Firemon now for some time, right, Tim? About 10 years. Has it been that long? It has. Time flies when you're having fun. You know, Tim, I remember when you joined Firemon. But for those of uh, our audience who may not maybe be familiar with Firemon, give us a little background. Yeah, sure. I mean, we have been around for a, for a long time, and and I think what that really represents, if we, is that we have a lot of deep maturation, deep domain experience in the in the security field, you know, as well with some really great people. But uh, Firemon, you know, is we're trying to extend visibility across the entire infrastructure, and of course that uh, spills over into the cloud now because we believe that the hybrid enterprise is here to stay for a long time, and people. Just because we're moving to the cloud doesn't negate that need for visibility and, and security uh, as well. So that's what we're doing. We're helping companies, uh, mainly large enterprises, you know, help them to have better security hygiene and extend their visibility. So, you know, it's you, you've said it. I've said it. We hear it. We hear it all the time. You can't you can't manage what you can't see and you can't secure what you can't see. So you need, not. That, need that visibility. Yeah. And Tim, just to kind of finish up our intro. Part your role within Firemon these days, I'm not even sure what your title is anymore. I'm vice president in charge of technical alliances, so I'm heading up our partnerships with all of our premier partners, so VMware and AWS and Azure and Palo and Fortinet and Cisco and and uh, and of course those for those that may be new to Firemon, you know we we, we are global in nature, uh, and as we said earlier, we've been around for a long time, so we have probably 50 over 50 different permutations of devices that we support today, and probably some that you haven't heard of, you know, Huawei, SecUI, OnLabs, Hillstone, uh, and the list goes on and on. But, uh, but yeah, definitely trying to, you know, again, trying to, trying to increase the security posture, better the security posture, and, and, and help people manage that technology that they've invested in. Sure. So, Tim, you know, I, I think for a long time, those in the, new, in the know knew about Firemon primarily as, you know, Firemon was one of the first products to market that had the ability to manage, you know, rule sets and policy and posture across multiple firewalls. So it wasn't just if you had 10 Cisco's or 10 checkpoints, but if you had three Cisco's, four checkpoints and six Junipers, right? It was hard having some sort of uniformity across that. And, and if that's where Firemon originally cut its teeth. And you're right, this goes back 20, I don't know, 18 years, at least 17 years, right? Um, and now, of course, you know, the world changes with the advent of cloud and, and we see not the deprivatization, 
but we see the, the hybrid, as you called it, right? The hybrid infrastructure, the hybrid uh, network that, that most of us are running in today. And, and I think a lot of people said, oh, my God, this is the death of the firewall, right? <clears throat> and how many times have we heard that in the last 10 years? <laughs> oh, times. firewalls are dead. Long live the firewall. We do um, see. But yet, mean, you know, fire mark. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say, I mean, we do see that. the de- You know, what I'll say, the green of the perimeter taking place, right? And so, I, I, and so we can debate where that perimeter exists today, but, you know, the perimeter is still there, healthy and strong, and it's pretty, pretty much managed by, you know, ACLs across that, across those. Absolutely. Uh, and, and this is how firewalls remain relevant, though, too, Tim, right? It, it, if all you did was manage firewalls, we, we, we wouldn't be talking to you and you wouldn't have a job, right? <laughs> That's so correct. Fire, you know, so FireMon has, has evolved beyond pure firewall management. And you're very involved in the, in the hybrid technology. And, you know, most recently you guys have made some acquisitions and, and some technology around cloud, right? And so we, have, we have. We have. Yeah, we we recently acquired a company. Yeah, we we recently acquired a company called Forty Cloud, um, which uh, some great people, Israel Technology, uh, that we've acquired there with some really great expertise. And then also we acquired most recently we acquired Lumeta, which a lot of our listeners may be uh, familiar with. Lumeta is great technology. Again, extends that visibility, helps us find that unknown that's out there. You know, kind of a continuous. Um, uh, query of both the cloud and, and, and on-premise, whether it's cloud or premise or public cloud or private cloud or, 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 or partial cloud, uh, multi-cloud, whatever it happens to be, you know, we still need to know what is out there. And, and the bigger thing and the bigger need, of course, in cloud is that it can be dynamic also, right? Or it is more dynamic. Things spin up, things spin down, things are there one minute, they change, they move, and uh, we need to know. And, and then we have this kind of these challenges with shadow IT where you can literally swipe a credit card and next thing you know, you can, you can deploy an application or a service. And, and, and the, the people responsible for managing the security of that application access, asset or resource may not necessarily know that it's even there. And so number one, knowing what we have out there that we have to be responsible for managing is very important. So we're very excited about the Lumetta acquisition and what that's going to do to our overall product suite. Well, you know what hasn't changed, Tim? Security, the goal of security at its core really hasn't changed. And that's to keep people secure, manage the risk. And in order to do so, you you said it earlier, right? You need to have visibility into your, not only your infrastructure, because it's not just hardware. You need to have visibility into your whole infrastructure, meaning software and hardware, right? And with that visibility, you need to have the, you need to have the ability to have actionability. And in yeah, my mind, that's what it's about. Yeah, actionable intelligence. It's one thing to have the visibility, but you need the information at your fingertips so that you can do something with it. You know, you need that context around those things that you're trying to, that you're trying to protect or that you have responsibility to protect. So, so Tim, let's now. So we we got a good job here in the first couple of minutes of laying out kind of the history of Firemon and and where 
where we are today. Let's talk a little bit about where we're going tomorrow, right? So how does Fireman now build on this terrific legacy, on these new acquisitions, in this brave new world of automation and scale and hybrid, right? What, what's the mission going forward? Well, there's a couple of truths here that we know to be that we know to be facts. And one is complexity is not yielding. Growing complexity is not yielding. That is a continued issue that that large organizations and enterprises and small too are are faced with. And and as complexity goes up, as complexity within our environment, and when I talk about complexity, I always say this. I, I talk about unnecessary complexity. I talk about that complexity that just absolutely doesn't have to be there. You know, if we take the firewall as an example, when we typically engage with a new client, we'll find, we'll take a legacy firewall. And, and, and I use the term legacy very loosely because a firewall that's been in place three, four years, it's not uncommon for us to find 30, 40, upwards of 50% of the rules that are on that firewall unused, just absolutely serve no purpose. And, and in and of itself, that's not a big deal, but that represents unnecessary complexity. It represents holes in our security blanket that doesn't need to be there, the potential for exploitation. It's just a lot of problems with firewall bloat and, 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 and growing and stuff. But that's just one example of complexity. You know, the other thing that we see, Alan, right now is we see a shared responsibility taking place for the security of those assets, resources, and applications that are being deployed into the cloud. And, and not always in a, in a manner in which they are uh, uh, sharing information between each other. So we see we see new cloud security teams popping up. We see uh, application owners themselves taking responsibility for the things that they're deploying in the cloud. We still do see also the IT security team taking responsibility for those things. But we see that there is now a. It's not just it's not just one individual or one team. Um, and and what we're seeing is we're getting away from following a common or a central security doctrine. We're getting away from that single source of truth as far as what our security policy should be or what our compliance initiatives state uh, and the people that are taking responsibility. And, and the reason for it, we believe, is because, it, it, and it's not a bad reason, the, the reason is business has accelerated beyond our ability to secure it. Business has, they're taking, of course, they're taking advantage that the cloud allows and, and, and they're developing these cloud first strategies and things like that so that they can remain not only competitive, but relevant in their respective industries. And so, but still security and we see, uh, we see new uh, uh, regulatory compliance initiatives popping up like GDPR and, and they clearly state security by design and default where we're trying to put security back in uh, the forefront of individuals' thoughts that security can't come in. You talk about it all the time with with DevOps. We now talk about Sec DevOps or DevSecOps, wherever you want to put it. But we're definitely putting security back into the conversation, and that's where we're going. We're trying to elevate this conversation to say, hey, we need to get back to creating this abstract layer above the discrete implementation of security rules on a firewall, but create a common security policy that's collaborative across the lines of business. And so that the, the, the business has an input to that policy, the application owners have a, the stakeholders have, a, have an input into that policy, compliance has input into that policy, and security can create the guardrails necessary, almost creating a collaborative self-service type portal so that we can help make sure that our security policy, 
our written security policy is an actual reflection of our security implementation across the hybrid environment. And that's that's where we think the focus, and that's where we think, so I, I, I'll use the term again cautiously when I say security intent, because it encompasses quite a bit, and it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But security intent, when I say security intent, I'm really talking about security intent, compliance intent, business intent, all of those things kind of wrapped in together as it applies to those applications, assets, and resources that we need to secure, whether they're on-prem or in the cloud. Absolutely. So, Tim, so the, the thing in there, though, is, you know, the genie's somewhat out of the model, I guess, in that now that we've got developers involved in security and QA folks and ops folks and business and, and so forth, you know, it's not enough, and I don't know if it ever was enough, for just the security folks to say, hey, this is the policy, this is what you got to do, here's the rule. Well, and I'm not talking a firewall rule, I, I mean more of a security policy rule. And now, I think today's IT folks, they are somewhat, they're more invested in security than they were 10, 20 years ago. And they want to know why. Why am I doing this? And, and it can't just be because the security guy says so. Right? They want to understand the, the driving reasons behind this. And because we need their buy-in. Right? If we don't get that guy who's about to pull his credit card out to open a couple of instances on Amazon, to understand that he's, he's putting the whole company at risk when he does stuff like that. Right. If he can't, if we can't make him understand that, he's going to continue doing it. Right. One of the lessons I think of security is we, we can stomp our feet and say no all we want. But if we don't get the buy-in from folks, we we just we're not as successful as we need to be. I, and how do we deal with that? I, I just came back from a week at AWS at the AWS reInvent show uh, last week uh, in Bay, yep. and it was it was a great show, um, probably 20,000 more people at the show than there was the year before. No, I think it was like 77,000. Yeah, it was crazy the amount of people that were there. But I think it underscores, you know, where we're at uh, in the industry today. I think it underscores this need for continuous access to data and and uh, and how people are taking advantage of the cloud to, to accelerate their business activities. I think that all makes sense. And, and so I think it, it's no surprise that there's a, a growing number of people attending conferences like this. Uh, but you're right. When you say no, as, as the person responsible for security, whether I'm a CIO or a CISO or whether I'm that security director, as soon as I say no to the business, they're going to look for a way around me. They're going to yeah. look for a way to, to uh, I, they're not, you know, business. We know this to be true. Business always trumps security. And so we have to look for a way to say, yes, we can't, business can't be, security can't be a tax. It has to be an enabler. And so we have to look for a way to help enable the business. So we have to understand that person that's swiping a credit card to load an application in the cloud to, 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 um, to, to make available some service. Education, it always, and I've heard you say this too, you know, it starts with education across the board. But, but it also, you know, we have to, we have to educate them on, on the risks that they're faced with when they do that. And especially as we weigh the priorities or the, or the, uh, um, 
the value of that information that you're putting out there, you know, should it get into the wrong hands or if it becomes exploited by the wrong person, nefarious individual, you know, what is the risk that you're placing to our customers' data and to the business and to our reputation, things of that nature. So it all starts with education, but it, I think more importantly, it starts with collaboration. There has to be tighter collaboration between the various lines of business, especially as we get into this new cloud first, as people start adopting this new cloud first strategy. And, uh, and so business, you know, IT security has to start talking to, uh, IT security has to start talking to uh, uh, the compliance team. The compliance team has to start talking to the business team and, and, and the application owner. So collaboration, I think is the key going forward in the future. Uh, absolutely. I think, and, it, and it's cross-team collaboration, not yep. just, you know, for too long in the security industry, collaboration, me collaborating with our fellow members on the security team. Uh, so, Tim, we, geez, we went off on a bit of a tangent here and 20 minutes later. Um, what's happening new with FireMon? What, what can you tell our audience to be on the lookout there? So we are working as as we talk about security intent. We're working on a security intent um, orchestration platform. Um, so we do want to help to not just talk about elevating the conversation to a higher level, but we want to help people. We want to arm them with the technology that can help them accomplish that as well. So we're 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 feverishly working on uh, technology that will enable them to do that. It's called Global Policy. Uh, controller, um, or GPC for short, is uh, is the new product name. Lumeta will be part of the engine behind that for helping us discover the context out there that we'll need to bring into uh, uh, as metadata to help build on those security policies and 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 creating that portal that people can go to to enable their security services and creating those guardrails that IT security will be able to establish and. And of course, we're not going to completely remove the human and we're not trying to boil the ocean either, but we can take responsibility for, for a part of a policy or part of a zone or, or an entire zone or part of a, a security doctrine to be that central point of truth, to be that central location of truth, uh, to know that our, our implemented security is a reflection of our, our security doctrine and whether that's our, our compliance. Again, I go back to what I said earlier, it all rolls together. It's compliance. It's, it's our, our business objectives and it's our IT security objectives. They all have to kind of come together to form that security policy. So that's kind of what we're, we're hard at work working on. The, the, but, you know, it's funny, Alan, and, and as, I, as I look here and think and thinking back on how long we've, we've known each other and how long we've worked together, you know, the problems that we were talking about 10 years ago are still problems out there today. They haven't went away. And so while we are facing some new challenges and we're working on those uh, working on this this new hybrid strategy and working on a uh, security intent orchestration platform, some of our our basic security hygiene has to take place, has to continue to take place as well. I was at a oil and gas industry summit here recently down in Houston, cybersecurity summit for the um, uh, for the petroleum industry, and it was I think it was the CISO of Chevron that stated he said if we just if we just start doing the things we know we need to be doing and increase our security hygiene, it'll solve 80% of our problems. And I thought that was an interesting statement. I agree with you. I agree with you. Hey, Tim, we, uh, I got to pull the plug on, on you, man. I will, uh, well, it's the end of the year. I may not see until RSA, maybe. 
which is March, but hopefully before. Maybe we can have you back on before then. I'd love to, anytime. I know. Say hello to all my friends at Firemon for me. I I certainly will. And if I don't see you before Christmas, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season and wish you the best. Thanks, man. Good luck to you, Cowboys, against those Eagles this week. Thank thank you very much. Talk (laughs) to you guys later. Take care. All right. Tim Woods, VP at Firemon here on DevOps Chat. This is Alan Schimmel, and you just listened to another chat. <laughs>